I see we have a new optimal Optimus to deal with. And carrying Prime Spark as well. The universe cowered once at the name of Megatron, and it shall do so again! Freedom is the right of all sentient beings, Megatron. Then they'd better stay out of my way! Too much energy. Alert. Quantum search detected. Vector 597. Mm, no. Not that. Oh! Happy Earth Day, Maximals. Welcome to episode 36 of Too Much Energon, the laser comb podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm your other host, Neo Cal. What's going on this week, Cal? Uh... You know, donating stuff to Value Village. Yeah. Yeah, they make it really easy. You literally pull up beside in a little designated beside the building in a designated like parking zone. And there are like bins like right there. You like you don't even need to walk like three feet. So you can just cut and run. Shut up and take my junk. (laughs) Dump your shit and go. Yeah. donate anything uh really cool um i donated the board game sorry sorry how very canadian of you yeah um gave it away and i said sorry eh uh what <laughs> else oh i was going to we were going to donate uh pokemon monopoly but i pm'd a friend that i thought would want it in particular like one person and she said yes so i made a detour and gave them pokemon monopoly and there's a monopoly for everything that's not a good thing it's like the worst board game in existence <laughs> uh, yeah uh, i mean i'm a fan of monopoly i enjoy it but uh explain to me how Monopoly brings joy. Is it the heavily modified house rules that you inevitably have to play with? Or is it because everybody else gets more frustrated faster than you do and they throw the game? Uh, I actually enjoy bartering, so that might have something to do with it. It throws the game off when you have at least one. Hell, if you have more than one, it's even worse. Person who like refuses to barter. The problem with Monopoly is everybody thinks they know how to play, but they actually have always played with house rules. Right. Like, they don't realize um, how the um, the auction system works. Yeah, because it's like, the the actual rules of Monopoly, if you land on a, on a, 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 a space on the board and you don't want to buy it, it has to be auctioned. Yeah. Like, that's in the rules. Most people meant, don't... Like, most people don't know that. I met like two human beings that even knew that rule. I've known that rule since I was a kid from playing like video game versions of Monopoly. Ah, uh, where you have to play by the where you the yeah, right where rules. you have to play by the the correct same rules. Actually, yeah. it was like a 
a Super Nintendo or like a Sega Genesis version. And we played like four players. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole like free parking thing. Like, no, no, you don't like pool your your like uh um community chest like taxes and stuff underneath the free parking and give that away. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. All of your it prolongs the game like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in modern uh, video game versions of Monopoly, like that's a rule that you can turn on. You can you can tweak house rules in modern board digital board games. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of cool. I I currently have a uh, in my possession a it and I I bought it because it kind of went viral a couple of years ago. But it's the Monopoly Millennial Edition. <laughs> Go on. And Does it have, uh, like a young like uh what's the old guy called again? Um, penny bags, pennies worth or something. Money bags. Like I don't know. JP Moneybags or something, something like that. Does it have like a young version Alfred of him? Pennyworth. Does it have a young version of him, like even eating avocado toast and? No, texting? no. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure avocado toast does get mentioned in it, though. And it's like you don't actually like spend money. <laughs> you like, are you you, are, you, you spend you spend dad. no you, you spend I think you spend like social media followers. Is the currency in that game? In that version of the game, and uh, I would play that just like the to and like see the, on millennials, and like the the slogan for the game was like uh, for something. I think it was something along the lines of like forget investing, you can't afford to anyway. So <laughs> he even says that like right on the box, and like I remember Hasbro like got in uh, like so much shit a few years ago when this game came out, and yeah, because that's too on the nose, man. Yeah, and I read that, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I need to, I, I need to acquire one of these." That's pretty funny. And so I got it, and to this day, I've never played it because I don't know anyone who will actually play Monopoly with me. I play it with people if they don't insist on house rules. If we give ourselves a time limit, right? Right, like a per turn time limit, like no continuously trying to negotiate. Like your turn is sixty seconds, bro. If you can't make a deal in sixty seconds, it's the next person's turn, and um, everybody goes into it with good, good faith. Otherwise, yeah. it's it's nightmarish. Like my my secret like objective whenever I'm forced to play Monopoly is see how fast I can eliminate myself. Just so I can stop playing Monopoly, <laughs> and then I go off wow. somewhere else and like play video games or something. And I look over like an hour and a half later, and everyone else is like miserable, still playing, <laughs> while like the wealthiest person is slowly just chipping away at everyone else. And I'm like, "Hey, you you guys having fun?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh man, I, it feels it's it's so bad that I can't keep playing Monopoly." You look over. You look over, and like, uh, like the other two, like the two players that are losing now have like five o'clock shadows, and like <laughs> one of them has like a lit cigarette, and they have like coffee cups in it. His tie is like loosened. And... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a... um, the the same reason. <laughs> the same reason I won't play uh, Monopoly. 
uh, unless people go into it with good faith and you're like, okay, well, you know, let's try to make make it go quickly. Let's try to do favorable deals, yada yada yada, right? Um, it's yeah. like, oh, what the fuck was I gonna say? Sorry, just had an ADHD moment. I had something funnier to talk about, and it's like a dandelion in like the wind. It just it's fucking gone. <laughs> Weird. It's like a sprite in that game flower for PS3. Just <laughs> drifts away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like tears and rain. Like tears and rain. <laughs> uh, oh. I went into a, a, a toy store today. Uh, a local toy store. Uh, I'm not going to say the name on air. But uh, I went in there and... Uh, uh, like while I was like perusing their wares, so to speak, um, I finally like settled on something that I actually wanted to buy, which shockingly wasn't a transformer because that's like all I've been buying lately is fucking transformers. Uh, it's like I host a podcast dedicated to transformers or something. Um, Me too. <laughs> you can see all my, you can see my transformer collection right here. Oh yeah, what is what does that creature turn into? Um, well, when the plant that I put into its back doesn't die, it transforms <laughs> into a plant holder. That's uh, I, I I appreciate your enthusiasm there that the uh, uh, that the plant is going to to survive to to sprout out and grow and live and breathe, yeah. be free and. Go live As... on a farm and run and play with all the other plants. Well, yeah, it's it's fine. He's just um, he's just on a farm somewhere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I went into a toy store, and um, there, uh, this is a store that uh, specializes in used toys. So there was someone in there who was trying to hawk Ew, a bunch used of his old toys. Who. Yes, just you need to make sure that you sterilize them thoroughly. Oh, I'm sure they so, everybody does. Smoke them in, smoke them. Soak them in alcohol and then boil them. And then for good measure, wrap them in a condom anyway. And when then when all the them. lead paint wears off because they were made in the 80s and they're just gray, <laughs> then you bring them in. <laughs> uh so sorry, what uh this guy was trying to see see you're not far off though because like this guy uh had brought in toy a bunch of toys and he was like trying to get like fifty dollars cash for it for like like an entire table full of like just random shit and listening to the people who worked there like the way that they talked to this dude was kind of hilarious because they talked to him very much in a way of like we are fed up with your shit please stop coming in here and trying to get us to buy your goddamn junk like this is a guy that's come in like 15 times in the last month yeah yeah and it just random shit that he's bought from like a garage like he peruses garage sales every weekend yeah, and they like they were bitching about how like dusty and dirty like the stuff that he always brings in is and was this like, guy 
Was this guy tall and he had white hair? He was tall, yes. Because I have a buddy who's like... Uh, <laughs> I have, This is a small town, so it might, might be him. I have a buddy who like loves, loves the hustle and bustle of going to flea markets and going to yard sales, right? Finding things, right. like semi-rare things or things that he could resell. Uh, for example, magic cards or a whole bunch of like Transformers toys. And then he goes and, or jewelry, and then he goes and then he goes to pawn shops or he goes to gold places or he goes to Cherry Bomb or he goes to, um, what's the place next to the comic book shop, the one with the card cards? Uh, you know what I'm talking legends. about? Or yellow Oh, yellow jacket. Yeah, um, he'll go there, and he actually gets he has this like agreement with the the guy that works there, and he gives him a fair price. He's like, oh, okay, I could sell these for this much, so I'll give them this much for you, right? Everybody makes money in in that game, and he loves that. He lives for it. Once the summer hits, he he does that as often as he can. So I'm wondering if this is him. Well, I will say, like, buying and reselling shit, like, it's it's fun. I enjoy doing it myself. Maybe but, I uh, haven't gotten into the game yet. But, uh, yeah, just the, the way that they were talking to this dude was, like, kind of hilarious. Like, they were so, like, th- like they were kind of aggro toward him. Like, they were just, like, so fed up with this dude. <laughs> and, like, at one point, like, the, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, like, the owner was like said i i'm paraphrasing but he said something along the lines of like uh like i'll like i i don't even want to uh, deal with this shit but like i'll i'll give you like 20 dollars for all of this stuff just so you'll leave see the problem is when you tell start telling people that is now they know they can come back being annoying shitlord and walk away with something yeah yeah Yeah. oh i yeah yeah i i know (laughs) as someone who has worked with uh in the hospitality industry for quite some time i can tell you um you get you do not give anyone even an inch because they will attempt to take a mile every time you do not give them even an inch because they will attempt to transform that into a mile, if you will. They really do. They they will attempt to maximize their, their profits. profits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, what I did end up getting at uh, at this uh, this local toy store today, though, was I ended up getting a uh, 1999 McFarlane Toys Metal Gear Solid 1 uh, Meryl Silverberg figure. And, like, the the army fatigues? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is I mean, I don't need... think she wears anything else in that game. Uh, well, when you first... Uh, well, not when you first meet... Well, when you first meet her, she's in a, like, tank top and panties. Oh, in the uh, bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, right. Or in the, the prison cell. Um, right, right. I haven't played that game in a long time. But yeah, for the for people watching this on YouTube on video, 
This is the you know what? right here. That's that's not bad, actually. It's actually kind of a sexy Meryl, gotta say. But yeah. Uh it came with all the accessories. Um I I actually have another figure from this line. I have the uh McFarlane Toys uh Metal Gear Solid one, like wave one. Uh Liquid Snake from from that era, which I actually bought in 1999. And I still have it after all these years. Complete, too. Like, it's not in the box anymore, but I have all the accessories. I've managed to keep it all together and keep the figure in pretty mint condition for the past, like, two-plus decades. Huh. Yeah. I Man, let me, let me think this, for... This is like the most like direct, like the most like direct way we've talked about Metal Gear on the show. It definitely is like (laughs) actually talking about it. Uh, I had like a comic from a long time ago or like a, a, you know what I mean? Like came with like a special edition or I can't, I can't remember. I don't have it anymore. I don't think I really have anything related to metal gear anymore that's unfortunate Mm. i have quite a few things Mm. not as many as i would like but yes you know what i do like though talking about beast wars really yeah i know it's it's mind-boggling isn't it it is. I thought after, I thought we were just going to talk about Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> after 35 episodes of this podcast of talking about Beast Wars, like I mean what can you what what more is there to say? Nothing. <laughs> well, uh, it's honestly you could do we could I'm not the person to do it. Well, like I well, it's not like I knew anything about Beast Wars, but you could probably like do a very thorough like the history and madness of Hideo Kojima and Metal Gear Solid, and turn that into like a ten-hour, like five-episode podcast. Oh, absolutely! I I could definitely podcast about Metal Gear uh, on a. Uh extensive basis so uh listeners keep an eye out for that sometime maybe maybe who knows anyway this week on too much energon we are discussing the first episode of the third season of beast wars optimal situation but before we get into that here's a little bit of audio about our brand spanking new patreon Do you want to hear more Lasercomb content each week? Is one episode of Too Much Energon or Alphanumeric just not enough? Then subscribe to the Lasercomb Patreon, where starting at a mere $5 Canadian per month, you get exclusive bonus recordings of Christopher Siege, NeoCal, and AP Sniddler shooting the shit, access to the Lasercomb Discord, monthly shoutouts, and more. Higher tiers include bonus video content, the ability to pitch future podcast content to us, a free t-shirt, and more. Support Too Much Energon and Alphanumeric by joining the Lasercomb Patreon today. 
So Optimal Situation originally aired on October 25th, 1998 in the U.S. It is the 40th episode of Beast Wars overall. Uh, so the episode wow. picks up immediately. episode 40? Yeah. Episode 36 of this podcast. Episode 40 <laughs> of Beast Wars in total. Mother of God. I know. Who could believe it? Uh, so Such the episode. even possible. It is through the power of time travel, which is what uh, our heroes and villains have done. The episode picks up immediately after where uh, uh, the agenda part three left off with our heroes being uh, destroyed like time itself in some sort of like time vortex thing as a result of Megatron blowing up the head of G1 Optimus Prime. And Megatron's like all gloating and being all like, yes! Ha ha! And Black Arachne is like, no, fuck you. I'm a maximal protoform. I'm not going to die for your insane ambitions. So she betrays him by uh, She activates Teletron, right? Yeah, yeah. She turns Teletron 1 back on and reactivates the defenses. And uh, there's a brief little exchange between her and Silverbolt where Silverbolt is still trying to be the white knight and protect her. And she's like, dude, you have no idea like what you're talking about in this situation. Like hang back. Or she's like, that's literally what she, she calls him Bowser boy again. Yeah. And she's like, okay, shut up and follow me. Yeah. So they go yeah, into the Autobot arc and uh, over to the uh, dying corp, dying body of Optimus Prime, and activate some like some kind of life support system, which uh, <laughs> which funny enough, like comes down from the ceiling, and it's like this device that just plugs into the Autobot symbol of yeah, like a Optimus Prime's charger. arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Putting it. Yeah, it's like a fucking but charging it's, device. It's the Autobot symbol, and it like in in like a crystal, and it it looks like he's pumping gas almost, and he just yeah, like yeah. plugs it into <laughs> Optimus's chest. And I'm like, oh, so it's like the thing, like a oxygen mask that falls from the the ceiling of a plane. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a I, good point. I guess because it's right above him. And for some reason, um, when Silver Bolt plugs plugs that in, um, the the storm like dissipates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, emergency life support. So, uh, so they're they're staving off the the uh, the the time time vortex. paradox. Uh, but they they kind of like turn into static and flutter in and out. So time hasn't been like sorry the the time line hasn't been changed completely because he's not technically dead but they're fading in and out um like uh back to the future yeah yeah I, that's <laughs> that's what i was thinking too so it's like they they've managed to like keep him alive uh, temporarily which got rid of the the time storm or whatever it is 
but yeah. he's but he's still dying so like time's kind of all like kind of all like uh you know maybe it could go either way like you're you're still kind of fading out which is kind of ludicrous if you think about it but i'm glad that <laughs> that you had a problem with that too it's it's the whole um like when uh fucking marty pulls out his photograph and like yeah. he starts fading from it or his siblings or like whatever and i'm like wouldn't the photograph itself be fading instead of you from it because why would people take a picture of nobody <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i i you know i've never thought of that before but that is a fantastic point the picture <laughs> would be f- fading in his hand not him but it, it serves as a <laughs> i brought it, it, up to my mom when i was a teenager once and she was like you think you're you're pretty smart you think you're pretty smart huh and i was like yeah <laughs> But it serves as a visual cue that, like, he's fucking up time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you think you're pretty smart, Trebek. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to look at uh, Optimus Prime here. His face is fucked. Looks like his face got shotgunned. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, one hell of a facial that he took from Megatron. Yeah, um, Primal flies in with uh, Rhinox on his on his board, and he takes one look at him, and he's like, "Well, that's just Prime." And I'm like, "It is." Yeah, that's literally <laughs> that is just Prime right there, or what's left of him, which is what Rattrap says. Line, I, I love that line. Yeah. Or what's left of him. Well, what's left of him, anyway. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's the biggest, like, shut up rat trap moment of the, the show, I think. I I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> um, That's, like, one of his best zingers, but it's the biggest shut up rat trap moment of the show. Yeah. Too soon, man. Too soon. Yeah, I'm well, he's not even dead. So. Yeah, he's not even dead. He's he's not even cold. No. He's not even out of Energon. Which I... On that note, I have something to point out later, like toward the end of this episode, as it pertains to being out of Energon or Energon levels. Mm. We'll talk about it when we get there. Hmm, okay. I'll remind you. Uh, you'll uh, probably remember. Uh, so... Uh, so yeah, uh, Rhinox initiates uh, repairs, repair sequences. He or, says well, something. He, he's going to, but he he says like uh, Optimus Prime. Like even though uh, Black Arachnia like put Optimus Prime on life support, uh, it's basically he needs surgery, but the surgery will kill him. Yeah, because uh, Rhinox mentions that his spark is already in the process of joining the Matrix, so he he's fading fast, and so they need to move his and, spark so they can repair his body. Yeah, and the the process of like actually working on his body would be like too traumatizing or something, I guess, so that his spark will just fade away completely. And Optimus Primal is like, then we'll have to move it. But it can't exist outside of a body. I know. And he, like, points to his, like, solar plexus. 
the way you said I know was like I know, brah. <laughs> Hang ten while I hit these sick waves. Well, Which I mean, he is he is on a because... fucking surfboard. <laughs> Exactly. Am I, am I wrong? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. And he's like, Shaka, bro, it's time to go hit these crazy Matrix waves. It's time to get this prime energy, man. Yeah, it is prime energy. So we actually get a really cool sequence of Primal opening himself up. You get to see all the gooey parts of him and the spark and everything yeah and um uh, optimus prime he opens up his like chest plate and we get to see the um matrix of leadership yeah and it's like little i half expected like doon 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 you got the touch to start playing they uh it wasn't in the budget for this for this episode, clearly. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it even falls to the ground, almost like an homage to um, the the Transformers movie. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah that, that bit in Transformers the movie where like Prime takes the Matrix out of his chest Ultra and like, like goes it. and like. No, he goes to hand it to Ultra Magnus, and then Optimus right. is just like, Ugh. <laughs> and <laughs> in, it's in this like comical to moment, the ground. He, he just like, he like his hand just like, Bleh. just like lets it go, just drops and lets it go. Ultra Magnus and, like tries to reach for it, but um, Hot Rod Hot is Rod all like, I it. got this, and then holds it up, and then we see this like, this like blue sparkly like, energy. It's like, wow, that's some pretty on-the-nose foreshadowing right there. I ex- So in the part where they remove that, and um, Optimus Primal takes the, the spark into himself, but the like holding device falls to the ground, I expected Cheetor to like run and slide <laughs> and catch it in his hand. Uh even though it didn't have the spark in it. I don't I don't know why. I feel like Cheetor is this show's uh hot rod. And then he himself just starts singing as he catches it. You got the touch, big bot. <laughs> you got the power. <laughs> yeah. In my head, that's uh, what happened. Yeah, that's no, exactly just, what happened. It just clambers to the because there's even um a little part as it's slow motion falling, the camera cuts to Cheetor and his eyes go wide. Like this is a bad thing. Yeah. So that's why I expected Cheetor to to catch it, but no, that's it just it just falls on the ground and like breaks in two, but it doesn't matter because the the spark isn't in it. <laughs> well, this is the like so we're seeing here that uh when a transformer joins with the matrix and like becomes like the like like they inherit the autobot matrix of leadership they like their spark bonds with it so like prime spark is part of the matrix here yeah it's not a separate thing from his own spark yeah the matrix of leadership is part of his his spark yeah 
Yeah. Which means if you do give it up, uh, you die? I guess, yeah. I mean, in the 1986 um, Transformers movie, he's dying, so he gives it up. But you you can't just willingly pass it along to somebody you think is more worthy. Yeah. Can you? No, you would die. Well, in the uh, in the G one cartoon, after Optimus Prime came back to life, mm-hmm. eventually, uh, Hot Rod gave the Matrix back to Prime, or oh, not Hot mentioned- Rod, Rodimus. He he gave it back to Prime, and then the next episode, all of a sudden, he was just Hot Rod again with no explanation. Really. He didn't yeah. stay like Rodimus? No. no. Which I found strange. And I only just watched that episode for the first time, like maybe a month or two ago, and I'm like, wait, what? Eh. <laughs> I I do not I, I, I feel do not, about that. I do not approve. Uh speaking of uh not approving, uh it's worth pointing out that uh Rhinox uh mentions to primal that prime spark has the matrix with it and it's too powerful for for primal to contain Mm. but he does and he goes flying across the room after he flies across the room uh optimus primal um like a weird contraption comes from the ceiling and like wraps around uh um uh G1 Optimus's head. Yeah. And I'm like, that's an awfully specific <laughs> like I, I was thinking device. that earlier too. Like what if the damage was in his torso or his arm or something. Like it, it just fits around his, his head. Yeah, so there just happens to be like a thing that kinda looks like a like like dryer hose, basically. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. That like comes apart and then reassembles right around his head. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. When it, when it assembles, it it basically looks like a dryer hose, like the the kind of thing that like blows like the all the the hot air out of it. And yeah, yeah when I was watching this earlier, I'm like, that that is weirdly specific. That <laughs> one, they would just have that contraption lying around, and two, it would happen to be right above the chair of Optimus Prime. Yeah. Good thing. It's all, I mean, can you imagine if it was like twenty feet away, <laughs> or they just slinky it all the way across the room over, <laughs> like like one of those dryer tubes? <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, like having, uh, if you ever find like some of that stuff, I don't know why that feels like a very nineties kid thing. Just having like extra of that like weird dryer like hose right to shoot out all the hot air yeah putting them on your arms and pretending (laughs) you're a robot (laughs) i really only wanted them around i'm megatron now (laughs) 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 just put one in your right hand kneel to my dick laser cheers (laughs) you cannot ignore its girth Uh, I definitely did that. Oh, so where are we? Um, 
fucking Megatron says Avengers Assemble. Predacons yeah, assemble. yeah, basically. And we find out that Inferno is alive. <laughs> I mean, he he's pretty he's pretty scorched, but he's like super fucked and can barely walk. Waspinator pulls himself together. Attention all Predacons. Pull yourselves together. I don't know how Inferno is like he was at um what's it called when you're at the like epicenter of a of an explosion point zero or ground zero he was at ground ground zero zero for (laughs) like that cave blowing up but then as we see him walking away from it now the cave's fine it literally showed that mountain blowing up in the episode where um megatron was trying to trick the the maximals and you know the, the cave's fine you know what i didn't think of that when i was watching this earlier He's coming out of the same cave right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it's now that you pointed out, it's like so obvious. And I don't know why I didn't think of that, but yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> he got better. <laughs> he got better. Fuck. Um, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, so back at the arc, uh, Rat Trap's like, or Black Arachnia is, uh, interfacing with Teletran 1. And I will say, I really like the scale difference. Like, they, they definitely, like, they, they stick to it. Because what they're standing on when they're interacting with all this stuff is just like a console. Yeah. For, like, the, the bots to, like, move so the buttons are huge like the buttons are like the size of them which is interesting yeah yeah I, I like that yeah so they're standing on like what is literally just a computer console but to them it's like the size of like an entire platform because they're so much smaller they're basically human size and the autobots and decepticons and their technology is like you know like 40 feet tall yeah like it's the scale of like life forms that are like 40 feet tall i i really liked that even um rhinox he is working on some sort of um computer with like a monitor right but like he's not working on a big console the whole like big platform in front of him is just like a keyboard and he's like moving his arms around i i liked that yeah yeah it's cool uh, so yeah, Black Arachnia is uh, interfacing with Teletran One, and uh, Rattrap bitches that it's like taking too long, I guess. And Black Arachnia is like, "Well, this technology's four million years old, motherfucker." And uh, yeah, some bickering goes on, and then we hear uh, Optimus Primal like grunting off in the distance. Yeah, we get a scene like American Werewolf in London where yeah. like Optimus Primal is like groaning in pain and his skin is splitting. Yeah, and like new and, like, bits are like popping out. Like literally splitting out from him as in pain. And I'm like, I've seen this before. You see that like horrifying movie uh, american werewolf in london where like his human skin like rips apart and like the wolf comes out of him <laughs> that's kind of what what this is like 
Good catch. I've never actually seen that film, so it wouldn't surprise me if this is a direct homage to it, though. It's it, whether it is or isn't. Just like the feeling of like him transforming and something inside of him is like breaking his like bones and like his skin, and he's like changing into something like more powerful. Reminded me of that. Yeah, I think I think I think it holds up. I I love. Whenever there's older movies with great practical effects, it I I have a bias. I, I like those a little bit more than if they had just if the same movie came out, but like thirty years later with CG. Um, case in I point, feel, uh, I, I feel like that's kind of like <laughs> how the majority of people feel. They better. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's right. Case um, in point, like the movie The Thing. Yeah, yeah. That that was actually going to be my example that I was going to bring up. Yeah. I do love John Carpenter's The Thing. A lot of John Carpenter films. Big fan mm. of. It's not like the... God, what year was that? What was the prequel? 2011? Yes. Um, wow. Ten years ago? Ten years ago. ago. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> All right, Cal's done, everyone. Podcast's over. It's not like so, it was uh, a bad movie. So send us an email. <laughs> Too much energy on it. Outlook.com. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, back to the, the Beast Wars. Uh, we cut away from the, the arc to... <sighs> Man... Of course this is happening. All of Tarantulas' like little um light bugs that you yeah. see in his caves that do like little menial tasks or whatever, they're all like gathering up his parts. Tarantulas. Uh, yeah, they're all like these like weird little drones. They're like scurrying along and one of them knocks the severed dead head of Ravage off a cliff. Well, you're not putting him back together? Fucking dicks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can he come back instead, please? <laughs> yeah, oh. the like the the snake tail of uh, Quick Strike slithering around like it has a mind oh. of its own, looking for um, Quick Strike's like main body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what yeah. else? Rampage. What Rampage right. is like scorched and like. In, indented into a rock. Yeah, he's all like, black, like he's ash. Yeah. Or stone or something. Yeah. So he, like, falls out of that. And well, we, we got the Protoform X can't die. So I guess we knew he might have come back. Yeah, I mean, the Time Storm would have got rid of him, but. We're, we're putting that on hold for now. <laughs> uh speaking of which, uh back at the ark, um we oh, yeah. uh, we um, find out what's happened to to Optimus Primal. Yeah, what before that um Rhinox closes like some sort of hatch and he's like putting uh repairs on maximum. And I'm like is that what you were working on? Shouldn't why that have been an option to you, begin with? Why didn't you lead with that? Maybe um, it was a matter of like power going through the arc. 
it's like a Star Trek thing. I cannot give her I cannot give her any more power, Captain, and then you need to like reroute power from other from parts. the deflector dish. Well, where where else you can reroute <laughs> it, power? It's always the deflect. Well, it's always the fucking deflector dish. Anything in that show, any any problem you need to solve, like it's going to be solved by doing something with the deflector dish. But uh, we got a deflector dish incoming now, a steaming hot one. We a got really we, big. Yeah, so we uh, we we see a uh, Optimus has a new body. Optimus Primal, that is, has a new body. Way different. Again, um, if you're watching on video, <coughs> here it is. <coughs> Bless you, sir. Oh God, it's huge. <laughs> This is a very large toy. As yeah, well. audio so, listeners, um, yeah. Christopher is holding up. Um, oh, what's season three? Um, Optimus Primal called Optimal Optimus. Optimal Optimus. Um, anyways, Christopher is holding up. And, wow, it looks exactly like the toy. The the show, like holy shit, like exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's huge. It's like bigger than his head. Yeah, it's huh. massive. It, yeah, and the the optimal optimist that I have is the original from uh, 1998. Oh, the one you have there. Yeah. Oh wow, they did a good job. And indeed, even on the show, um, he's huge, like really big. He's like three times the size of the rest of the Maximals. Not, not an Autobot. Right, like he can't pick up Rat Trap in his hand, but he's he's fucking huge now, like bigger than uh, Rampage. Yeah, and we'll uh, we will see that later on in the episode, just how much he towers over Rampage. And well, speaking of the pre- Predacons, they just like poke their head in <laughs> to the uh, the bridge in the arc. They just walked back in, and I could have swore Black Arachnia. Um, turned on some sort of like um, security grid earlier in the episode. Right, she did. Yeah, maybe I they have to it's... reroute power from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just walked in. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no deflector dish. So we'll just take uh, we'll just take auxiliary power from the uh, the defenses. Yeah, Megatron's not coming back anyway, right? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's just Megatron and I said Predacons, but it's just Megatron and Inferno. And he yells, Open fire. And they do. They're just gonna fuck up the, the bridge, I guess. Inferno's not looking too hot. <laughs> and Optimal Optimus does some wild like kung fu stuff that I'm I'm not really sure what happened here. He threw something up in the air and they turned into shields and they he he blocked the the shots. So he has these like plates on his arm in robot form and he threw them in the air and went into quote unquote beast form is like optimal gorilla mode. Like it's almost comical to call it a beast mode at this point because the thing is just so oh. absurd looking. Yeah, um, I'm okay. actually not a I'm fan. Of, I, I'm actually not a big fan of Optimal Optimus, but even though I have the toy t- uh, sitting right beside me, he um, transforms into 
So he transforms he into an optimal optimal gorilla and then grabs the like plates that he threw into the air and uses them as a shield to deflect the, to deflect the uh, incoming Predacon fire. And then he transform immediately transforms back into his robot form. Yeah. Yeah, he goes back to robot form and tells uh, Megatron uh, his voice is now modulated, just like the G1 Transformers voices were, which I thought was kind of a cool detail. Oh, it is. Yeah. I I don't know why I didn't notice that before now. Yeah, and like uh, we we've talked about on this podcast before that um, the uh, in Beast Wars they didn't do that like digitizing like voice modulating like like robotic sounding filter on the voice actors that they mm-hmm. did for everyone in G1 but they didn't do that in Beast Wars but now uh Optimus has a a vocal filter like that which I think is kind of cool it, it's a neat little detail so after optimal optimus man I can't say that 10 times fast um <laughs> blocks the shots Black Arachnia turns into a, a spider and like crawls pieces out of out. the ship. Yeah, yeah. she's like, she my work out. here is done. I just wanted to survive. Yeah, basically, and like honestly, like who can blame her? Yeah. Now's a good time to GTFO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she, 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 she stopped the. Uh, she, she did her part in uh, stopping Megatron's plan and helping to uh, restore Optimus Prime so she can survive. And now it's like, well, this isn't my, like, I don't want to help Megatron, but this isn't my team. I, the Maximals aren't my team either. So I better get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Screw, screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My part is done. I found this social encounter um, really weak when Optimal Optimus like storms over to Megatron. My first. Um, idea when he comes over my first impression when he comes over his voice is modulated he's like I'm like wow like like Prime is is fucking huge towering over Megatron yeah like huge like twice as big I'm like holy shit how the how the turns have tabled my, <laughs> my dear Megatron and what does he say he says not here Outside. You, have to, you have to take it outside, mister. And then Megatron, like, comically, if you ever needed a more on-the-nose reminder that this show is designed to sell toys, Megatron says, Ah, oh, I see we have a new Optimal Optimus. <laughs> like, he literally just says the name of the fucking toy the one that is sitting right to my left <laughs> uh, he can see because it's just like a little window he's like ah and carrying uh, Prime's spark as well yeah and he's like outside mister and um, what does Megatron say he says something like you won't shoot me in here it might upset history we have four million years to clean you off the walls, Megatron. I might risk it. And then uh, there, there's a interaction between the, the two of them that I find 
absolutely hysterical. Uh, 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 Megatron is like, the universe cowered once at the name of Megatron, and sh and it shall do so again. And then Optimus Primal quotes a G1 yeah. Optimus Prime line. Freedom is the right of all sentient beings, which I find so fucking cringy. It's it's on point. I, I don't find that cringy. I find Meg Megatron's reaction and, weird. <laughs> Megatron's response, which is glorious, is like, then they better stay out of my way. The <laughs> <laughs> Just the way he says it, too, like, very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Sentient beings. Then they uh, better stop my way. <laughs> like he just says it very quickly with his like hands on his hips. <laughs> because uh, he's like, he, it's it's weird. Like he, he's in this opportunity where he's like completely like outmanned and outmatched. He's like looking like and he's Optimus Prime is now twice as tall. SM. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Megatron uh, radios for Waspinator to provide uh, cover fire or something. Waspinator is outside of the arc. So he shoots off some like stinger bullets and uh, uh, takes out the some of the what are they called? The, the like cave spikes. Stalactites. Stalactites. Yes. The spiky things hanging from the ceiling. Hanging from the ceiling of the ceiling. cave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cave um, top. The cave top. The, the, yes, the, the ceiling of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going with. I know it's wrong, but... But yes, the, so the top... Like, yeah, yeah. So spikes come down from the, the top of the cave and uh, uh, hit the arc makes the arc shake uh optim optimal optimus like hilariously like if you watch especially if you go back and watch in slow motion he does this like hilarious motion where he his body like he kind of like rumbles and then his body his torso like twists and then he kind of just like falls over onto the the rest of the maximals yeah and so megatron and inferno transform and then fuck off and megatron's basically like uh i'll be back yes yep yeah and uh so something like you'll have the honor of becoming the first fossil or yeah, something the, yeah. the first cybertronian fossils yeah but then as they're going because um optimal optimus is like oh our base is undefended they all leave the ark to go after the predacons and yeah. Optimus Prime is is a is a is a ship now. Yeah, he can turn into a jet. Apparently, much to Megatron's surprise, <laughs> he can turn into a jet and flies out, and then uh, he has to go back to robot form to uh, to protect his fellow Maximals from like falling rock. So he like shields them with his forearms <laughs> his Just, arm shields yeah his arm shields thing and then he's like uh or er, maximals transform and roll out yeah 
which I'm like, only one of them can roll out. <laughs> yeah. And not only can he turn into a jet, now he can also turn into a gorilla car thing. It almost reminds me of the, um, what's, um, the dark Knight? What's the, the, Oh, what's uh, the, the, the tumbler tumbler. Thank you. You I know what? Like, Is it the same website as <laughs> same <laughs> as the website name? Yeah. The tumbler. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even think of it, but now that you put like out, the wheel I, in the front. I, yeah. I totally see it. Yeah. yeah. I can't unsee it. I'm like, Hey, that looks, it's not that it looks like the tumbler. It's that the tumbler looks like 1990s beast wars. <laughs> Technically, uh, yes. I mean, this did come first. <laughs> this predated confirmed. the Dark Knight by a decade. We discovered that. <laughs> us, us, journalism. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've said it before, and I've and I'll say it again. I am a legitimate journalism. It's true. <laughs> you 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 have proof behind you. See, you have yeah. a to scale model of. Uh, optimal <laughs> optimist in the back. Yeah, bought it specifically for the podcast. That so, reason, and no other. None. Not because you like it at all. No. No. <laughs> no. I don't even like this show. I just watch it for this podcast. Shares. I especially <laughs> don't like that fool, Optimus Primal. No. Well, he's gone. Because we have... <gasps> Optimal Optimus now. Man, that does not roll off the tongue. We have Gorilla Jet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do. So there's a weird scene where as the Preds are fleeing, they come across Black Arachnia in her robot form with her legs stuck in some rocks. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Megatron. He's like, like who <laughs> he's like why did you stop me and he's like what did you expect you metal megalomaniac yeah that I would die for your insane ambition and yeah she's just she, she doesn't want to die yeah makes sense so I'm, I'm with her on that that one but regardless he's like uh, well fuck you whore <laughs> this has been a long time coming um, and yeah, we don't see what happens, uh, on screen, but it's implied that like Megatron blasted her or something. Yeah. And, uh, Silverbolt goes to her aid and there's this like really like cheesy death scene. Except that she doesn't fucking die. Except that she doesn't die. So like, what's the cheesy death scene about? It's literally a death scene where he's holding her and he's like, hang on, Black Arachnia, you've done good. You're not evil, blah, blah, blah. And she's all like, what's her last word? I, I don't, she's like, oh, I was only looking after myself. And she's like, I join your side, but as a Predacon, good. I can't join your side as a Maximal, but as a Predacon, goodbye. There we go. I fucking stumbled that out. But when she says goodbye, her eyes go black, and there's like a power down sound. Uh, yeah, I, I think she says like, but for you, I'd try, or something like that. Something so like cheesy. It's this big cheesy like thing, yeah. And uh, I, I like their relationship on the show, and, and I'm fine with it. But like after the power down sound effect in her head like lulls to the side... 
Silverbolt's um, like, Arr! yeah, he's like, no, <laughs> and like howls, and I I liked that too. It's cheesy, but I like it. But like later in the episode, he's holding her, and she's just kind of like, uh, uh, like chilling. So like, why why do you have like this? Why are you wasting screen time with this death scene? But then she ends up being fine. It's well, one yeah. episode. Well, well, and Rhinox even says he's like, he's like, uh, very touching, but she's just in stasis lock. <laughs> and so, and uh, Rat Trap's like, oh, uh, well, like, will you stop crushing her with your uh, manly torso plate so we can start the repairs? So, like, she's fine. Like, she'll be fine. Yeah, they so, address like, it right after. Immediately what's after. Called? What's it called when a show addresses its uh, hanging uh, a lantern? Hanging a on lantern, something? yeah. The show immediately is like, oh, all of that <laughs> was for nothing. And I'm like, I. then why'd you do it? <laughs> yeah, like, I just skipped through the video of that. That Like, that whole scene was like... It's a decent... It's a good, like, like minute... It's a good... Holy sh... This scene is, like, two minutes long. Like, yeah, that, that is fucking wasted scene. screen time. That is one minute and 55 seconds more of a death scene that doesn't actually have anybody dying than Scorponok and Pterosaur had. Okay? They got five seconds of the camera looking at them as their hand, like, spiraled into lava. As they comically, like, flew their terror boards into one another and then fell into lava. Yeah, like, like what, five seconds? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> we're never, listeners, we're never not going to be salty about Pterosaur and Scorpionok no, dying, got... especially so unceremoniously. Yeah, I've got eternal salt for that. But they'll, they, they will live again in uh, War for Cybertron Kingdom. Yeah. So we'll God we'll see it. we'll see how that goes. I'm excited to see them again. Okay, so where 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 yeah now it's, there's like a chase scene. It's like Optimal yeah. Optimus is like chasing Waspinator. Yeah, I the, guess Cheetor's uh, there too. Yeah, the the flying Predacons are well flying Megatron, uh, Waspinator, and Inferno. Cheetor takes out two of them. Takes out Waspinator and Inferno by himself. Yeah, and uh, uh, Optimal Optimus like knocks Megatron out of the air, and Megatron radios Rampage, and it's like, no! He smacks the shit out of Megatron. Cheers! He's like, it's over now, Megatron, as he's falling, and Megatron, I like the line. He, he's got so much snark in this episode. He's like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as he falls to his doom so and I guess we, the backup plan is sorry you were saying the backup plan is Rampage yeah Rampage and a whole cable? bunch of the the uh, uh, the, uh, the aforementioned um, uh, uh, Tarantulas's like little bug light things so oh my god I so, forgot so like about that hundreds of them are like all pulling at the axelon with like cables. with like little cables. They um, would not lend any torque whatsoever. They're tiny. 
Well, maybe, well, I'm no physicist, but maybe with that many of them all pulling at the same time, close together. Sure, it's better <laughs> Who than knows? Rampage Who knows? Tank. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's fun to animate. That's, that's the important <laughs> thing. It's cool to look at. They're uh, helping a little bit. That's <laughs> they want to feel any, like they're helping. If we have any listeners who are physicists, which I fucking com- doubt, <laughs> do you think but, a physicist would waste his time trying to prove whether or not something is possible <laughs> on the show? They'll uh, glance at it and go what? somewhere, no. somewhere out there. Yes, I do. I, I do believe so. Well, there's a lot of like factors, like how big are those machines? Um, how much torque does each one individually have? That kind of, it, there, it's too hard to calculate, is what I'm saying. Right. Too Maybe hard. I don't. I don't know. Too much physics. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, optimal is like what shooting at. He does something cool. He like turns sideways and his like uh, jet wings like cut all the cables. Yeah. Uh, the shot reminded me uh, a little bit of um, uh, the Tim Burton Batman movie. Oh, like the original Batman one. Returns. No, no, the, one of them. I can't remember, but I feel like. Oh, you're thinking of Batman, the first one, yeah, when with he the... cuts all of the cables to the balloons? Yeah, yeah, with the Batwing. Yeah. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Um, who knows if it's actually evocative of that, or if that's just where my brain is going. Maybe, but... maybe it was just, they just wanted to show off their cool animation. Maybe. So we get to see um, Optimal stand next to Rampage. Yeah, this is what I, I alluded to this earlier. And he's like double he Rampage's side size. And he's been Rampage has been the biggest on the show. Yeah. So like Optimal is very big. And he just like looks him up and down and goes, <laughs> And Optimus just fucking decks him. You just put I am really enjoying Optimus's like Optimus kicking everyone's ass this episode. Yeah. Just like putting Megatron like in his fucking place like multiple times. It's oh, it's a little satisfying. But Rampage also, you know what's nicer? Um his robot face. It actually looks like like Optimus. Oh, right. uh, uh, uh yeah, Optimal Optimus. Yeah, yeah, he he looks like an updated version of uh, season one, Optimus's. Thank God. Like, head. I, I, I think I, they I'm realized glad. people didn't like Transmetal Optimus face. Yeah, I'm glad they went back to it. And it's so weird too that they changed his his entire head sculpt for his Transmetal body because like every version of Megatron, like had basically the it same. It looked face. like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. So like, I don't know. I don't know and why they changed a it nose. I had a problem with him having a nose when he didn't before. Yeah. But anyways, Optimus looking good now. So what happens here? Rampage tries to shoot him as he's like going down. 
a missile like gets deflected because he like covers the the uh prime spark yeah. prime's spark and the, the deflected um, the missile, missile deflects off of him and like hits the the foundation that the axelon is resting on and the uh the ship starts falling this is actually a pretty fucking dramatic scene it's for me super dramatic because as it like it buckles comes back down slams the canyon that it was going over the little cliff falls away and it's animated really well the front the bridge kind of like does that titanic thing where it yeah like, yeah that's, to crumble that's, and that's what it made me think of yeah the the split of the the titanic yeah yeah and um then it completely like severs itself and falls off where the with the the bridge area and then you yeah. wonder if the rest of it kind of is gonna balance out but then it doesn't and the whole thing just goes kersploosh um, yeah and Optimus like, is like quivering it's like yeah, yeah. Like quivering and no horror. like i wanted to point this out too because like optimus like yells out no and like his eyes are like quivering as he yells it i'm like wow like i'm I'm actually seeing like emotion here. Yeah. Which is just for a CGI robot in 1998 is kind of insane to me. Yeah. Good. Very good job. Yeah. With the, I'm, I have high hopes for season three and, uh, it's already wacky. Yeah. I got flies in and he gets to see the Axelon die too. Yeah, I got chills when I was watching this uh watching this earlier like it reminded me it reminded me of how I felt the first time I watched Star Trek 3: The Search for Spock and the Enterprise blew up at the end. Mm. <sighs> yeah, cuz they are they fucked now, right? Like that's that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and like the I just wonder why Sentinel wasn't left on auto guns. I don't know. That ship looks like it's in pretty pretty bad shape. Was in pretty uh, bad shape even before after <laughs> yeah, and then after it was um shot at by uh Ravage. Yeah, it's gone through some shit recently. Oh, the the auto cannons were shot and destroyed. I forgot. Mm. During um Ravage's like uh, like attack on them with the, the shields were down, Bray, right when the shields were down like waspinator or rampage or somebody shot out the auto cannons before they even got any shots off yeah yeah and ramp so back to the episode rampage like cackles i mean i i guess he single-handedly fucked up the the axelon he like cackles and then like dives off the cliff into the water and i'm like oh yeah i forgot he's a giant enemy crab (laughs) he'll be fine in the water as far as i know he's the only um like terrestrial yeah like and he's not an amphibian but amphibious is the right word yeah 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 he's the only amphibious um transformer on the show like mm-hmm. he's he's probably moves faster underwater in his for crab now. form for now. Can't wait for a a, a shark maybe. <laughs> no, uh, no, I I wish like for per, perhaps for listeners 
perhaps this guy <laughs> right here for the audio listeners, I'm holding up a figure of the Beast Wars Cyber Shark toy. Who's a Maximal? Who is a Maximal? Yeah, pointed out. He looks yeah. badass. The design of him is really cool. Um, beast mode and robot mode. Yeah. Um, but it, he never made it on the show. No. Which is why I'm fine bringing bringing him up. Ah. Can you imagine though, like a completely like aquatic beast mode being on the like on the show, and it's like, okay, you need internal internal repairs, beast mode, and Rhinox transforms, and everyone transforms, and he just changes into a shark and just like flops around. It's just like flopping around <laughs> on land. <laughs> Uh, and then dies. <laughs> that would suck. Uh, so goodbye, Axelon. Yep, we uh, we hardly knew you. Actually, that's not true at all. We've spent the past like forty episodes getting to know you, and you, never got you to will... see the rear entrance much. You... But <laughs> we we saw it once in the low road. Yes, with all the, the beans growing the, behind it. Yeah, all the wild bean vines that uh, led to Energon farts. Analyzing the show week to week like this helps me memorize the episodes much more clearly. Yeah. Because having whole conversations of, of, yeah, what happened to that bean patch, by the way? <laughs> oh, I probably got cooked by the, by, by the Planet Buster, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so very sad Optimus and uh, sad Cheetor fly back to the mountain where the Ark is. Yep. Yeah, because Optimus is like, uh, well, we need to regroup and uh, return our precious cargo to its rightful vessel as he like swoops his hand over Optimus Prime's spark. <laughs> yeah. And then we hear cackling. <laughs> Fuck this guy, man. We hear cackling, and the camera shows Cheetor and Optimus flying off, and the camera like comes up close to a now fully assembled Tarantulas. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, why won't you die? <laughs> why couldn't you just stay dead? <laughs> uh... I, I think I speak for everybody when I say nobody wants you here. <laughs> uh so back at the axelon uh like, do we even want him here does, do that, does anybody watching want <laughs> want him here I, I don't if you like tarantulas uh he's write a good in and villain. tell us about it i want him there for that reason but such a little shit anyways <laughs> yes tell us how much you love tarantulas please that one, I want to meet the the psychopath who has Tarantulas as their favorite Beast Wars character. I bet Psychomantis loved him. Oh my god! Yeah, probably they're probably pen pals in a different life. <laughs> uh, so back so, at the Ark, um, Optimus Primal uh, returns Prime Spark to the Matrix. He just like and takes he's healed. the like. He just like takes like the two like busted up like handles that fell on the ground earlier and like puts them back together with <laughs> the spark. Those work, man. 
yeah, that's you know that that's that's just how it do. So uh, and puts it back into the the chest cavity of uh, of Optimus Prime. Which I'm like, it's a good thing Prime has a like slot in his chest, like specifically designed to hold the Matrix. Like, could you imagine like having one of those like installed in you, and you don't end up becoming the Autobot leader? It's like, well, that that was <laughs> no, all for nothing. It, it changes you a bit, right? So it automatically <laughs> gives you a little a handle. Yeah, like when Rodimus. Right, became, right, yeah. yeah uh, it it, it Arise, changes you. You got the touch. I think that was, man, I know that's cheesy, and his name sucks, but that was such a touching moment. <laughs> oh, it's great! I loved, I, I loved, I loved it. it. I, I yeah, loved I, it. I love it Un, unapologetically and unironically. Like I yeah. love, it. I love everything about that Transformers movie. The, the bad parts are like funny. And the cheesy parts are great. Like it's so, it knows exactly what it. Uh, just if you haven't seen it, listeners, there's a there's an '80s Transformers cartoon, and like the production quality of it is just magnificent. It is leaps and bounds uh, above G1, the G1 cartoon that it was uh, that that it tied into. And it's canon. So if you give a give a hoot about anything outside of Beast Wars, and like me, you're not. Um, the most knowledgeable um, Transformers person. Um, even me, not knowing really much about Transformers, I've loved that that movie since since I was a teenager when I first watched mm. it. Like me and a bunch of other people in like grade eleven or like twelve or something watched it, and we were like, "Is this amazing?" And we were like, "It it is right." Yeah, I th- this I, is great. <laughs> was this movie amazing? I think that's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, we also so, do a we also do a a commentary track for it as well. So uh after you've gone and watched it, uh watch it again. It's a with, live commentary track. With our yeah. with our live commentary track. It's basically even, just us laughing at things and pointing out like weird little <laughs> little little yeah. happens, little instances. We even like uh, give you audio cues so you can sync it up. You can sync up our uh, our podcast with the uh, with the the video of it. So go and check that out. It's in the same feed as this show. And if you're watching on YouTube, just uh, uh, look for the audio feed on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. Actually, I don't recommend Spotify because then you'll hear ads. Do ads pop up in the middle of things? I don't know hmm. i don't i'm not sure either i don't use spotify so um but a lot of people who listen to not only this show but our other show alphanumeric where we do this but talk about reboot another mainframe show from this era uh a lot of our listeners on both shows use spotify i, I listen to them on spotify there's an ad when i open the app and whenever i put it away and like look at it again but it's a non-audio ad and it doesn't interrupt the um the podcasts oh well that's good to know yeah you know what i think i might watch the uh animated transformers movie with our commentary on just to just to hear us yeah i'm 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 planning on doing that probably in the near future we, we do it uh, at the same time. 
<laughs> yeah, there you, you go. Material for that? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like commentary inception. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, we we recorded that commentary track back uh, just before Christmas of 2020, and at the time of recording now, we're 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 on Earth Day, April 22nd of 2021 so we recorded it a few months ago now it was fun it, it was we should do something like that again sometime <laughs> yeah um, oh geez so what what's happening on on beast wars here oh so um, reality's been restored uh yeah. we get this little shot of like optimus prime briefly waking up and like him and optimus primal make eye contact oh is that all, what's like, happening there yeah yeah all like up close with one another. Is that what's happening when his eyes like glow blue? Yeah, he wakes up briefly. Oh, like he stirs from his like long term stasis and his eyes glow before. Oh, what's in his eyes? Like he sees like a galaxy. Like, oh, it's the time distortion storm fading away. And then he goes back into full stasis. Yep, reality's been restored for you. Yeah, reality's been restored. So, how come Optimus? How come Prime just doesn't wake up? You know what? I'm I'm gonna save my philosophical questions until the end. Let's (laughs) let's finish the uh, the rundown. Yeah. So. Yeah, reality's been restored, and uh, Rat Trap's like, yeah, we just got to keep it that way for a couple of more million years. Which <laughs> I speculated before that uh, uh, that this is probably more like maybe two hundred and fifty thousand years in the future, and not a couple of million years, just because of like the early humans that we've met. Oh yeah, you said this isn't like a couple million years back this is like 250,000 ish well and even like the the timeline within this episode is kind of fucked up too because black arachnia earlier in the episode says though this technology is four million years old i think she meant oh wait yeah yeah oh good catch yeah yeah because so even within the episode like the exact like placement in uh uh like placement in time is kind of nebulous and inconsistent. Um, But I'm still going with my original assessment that I think that this is probably a couple of hundred thousand right where they are right now in earth's history is probably like two to 250,000 years ago. Yeah. Because um, what did you say? You said that homo sapien is something like 200,000 years old right now to, in our timeline, in reality, well, so not hom- this early, not, not Homo sapiens like us, like Homo sapiens. They figure have been around, I think, about forty thousand years, like in our current state. Okay, so modern Homo sapiens are like only four. Oh, really? I had no idea that evolution moved that fast. Um, and like I figure that these. Uh, uh, that the 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 ape men that we saw were probably something like Homo erectus, 
mm. species Homer erectus. So yeah, yeah. So a uh, couple hundred thousand years ago, not a couple million years ago. Yeah, it says the first Homo sapiens appeared around two hundred thousand years ago. Oh, okay. So I was wrong. Um, I don't know how they how they study that stuff too, right? Because that still would have been vastly different than modern humans, though, right? Yeah. Like anatomically speaking. But from a species, oh, okay. I'm looking at like anthropology graphs now. I'm out of my, I'm out of my, I'm out of my element here. Oh, and there was a huge biological variation, and we crossbred and stuff. Okay, so we things resembling humans started showing up a couple hundred thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah. So long story short, like that's that's kind of my point. Yeah. <laughs> So the timeline on Beast World. In my defense, I studied anthropology in university for like a year and a half, uh, over a decade ago now. <laughs> so I'm kind of just going like random facts, like closer, just by memory. Closer than mo- most people would probably think. Hey man, some people think like the world is five thousand years old, but that's a that's a different pod. pod that's a different conversation for a different day. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so, see, what you do is you take all of the main, like, patriarchal figures of the Bible, and then you count, put all of their ages together, and that's how you end up with a the beginning of Earth's history, which is roughly six-ish thousand years ago. I, you could be the, telling the truth, and I'd have the, no, no idea what you're talking that, about. No, that, that, that's literally how that was figured out. It was a, like, uh, it was a monk who did it, like, in the like sixth century. Then when was the flood? Oh, you know what? I'm not going to get into, <laughs> into that stuff. So yeah, Optimus uh, uh, is like, yeah, rat traps, right. Uh, we need to fortify this place. Cause Megatron will be back. So start rounding up all the salvage you can find. And we get a montage of like them. Powering Re- up, powering up, repairing the arc, putting little base add-ons outside of the arc. Um, yeah. We see that they've salvaged the bridge, parts part of the bridge of the Axelon. Yeah. So they got the dinner which table. Optimus doesn't even real. Which Optimus doesn't even really fit in anymore, which is kind of funny. No, he has his own little spot. Well, the, the roof is gone, so there's that. It's just like the computer area he has his own like giant terminal his own workstation so here's what i'm wondering about so we 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 got the nose of the the axelon um over a cliffside hanging over the edge of a cliffside with like uh like pillars like holding it up and i'm like why would you do that why wouldn't you just like put it on stable ground That's a good point, because as we follow the energy, because it's showing that the arc has a giant cable um, connecting this like new little bridge outpost. And, and there's also, like a cave system, right? Yeah. You're right. There are like columns precariously balancing it above a lava stream. And I'm like, why? Why not? Like, 
Why not just Was there put nowhere it on else to put that stable, like solid ground, and build around it? Like why? I don't get it. Uh, but also, speaking of that, to resemble cable, the Axelon's nose hanging over the cliff. I yeah, I guess. Good point though. That's uh, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, so they're drawing power from the 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 Autobot arc now. Okay, cool. So the arc which left Cybertron because they were so dangerously low on Energon <laughs> that they were literally dying out as a species. So like them taking off into space and crash landing on planet Energon was like a last ditch effort of survival for them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, this ship that probably doesn't have a lot of power reserves, we're just going to move power from it. Uh, <sighs> Meanwhile, we're all afraid of like upsetting like history and like preserving the timeline. What if the reason What if the reason the arc didn't power up for that long was because the maximal mooched energy all along? Oh, okay. Oh really? But, it's, <laughs> but it, it still seems kind of like precarious to me though to like it's like okay so yeah we have this ship that's like running on f- we have this ship full of like our ancestors that were basically running on fumes so we're just going to but hey we need power and like they've got power so we're just going to mooch what they have What if um the maximals like the the bridge, the the power that they need or whatever, um, because I don't know if you noticed, but there was like a big battery like thing underneath the bridge that they had. So uh, what if it's just like a jump start, and they have like a transwarp drive powering it? Like there was a big blue pat- battery thing underneath the dinner uh, table. Yeah, yeah, I see it now. Yeah, it kind of looks like a a warp engine. You see what I mean? So maybe like that big green cable coming out of the the arc is just like jumper cables. Mm. Maybe. Sure. I, Why not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. So I have some. So oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, trend, uh, so should we get into it? Uh, just to quickly finish up the episode. So. Okay. Uh, Everything's charged up and uh, uh, circuits like computer screens and whatnot of the Axelon are all coming back online. And then Optimus Prime, Optimal Optimus Primal is like, we're moving in. And then episode done, folks. Uh, Okay. So before (laughs) we give her a rating. Yeah. Why did Teletran 1 awaken and reassemble all of the Transformers in G1? There was uh, an explosion in the volcano, which kind of like made Teletran go, oh shit. Did it like knock the ship around and like jostle some wires and like connect to the computer system again? Or did it go, oh shit, I need to 
go into repair mode? Like, why did it wait for a million years? Is my question. This is from G1 people, but it, it relates to what yeah, I'm going yeah. to get at here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the official like reason in canon is that the the volcano exploded, and that uh, like the the impact of that reactivated Teletran one J- jostled it awakes somehow. Yeah, y- yeah. Basically, it, it's kind of nebulous, but. And when it did do that, it didn't view Autobot or Decepticon. It just like looked at the first um, Transformer Cybertronian it could see and reassembled them. Well, and I I I, I called bullshit on that uh, on last week's episode of the podcast, <laughs> if you recall, <laughs> when we we covered the well, that original and put the Decepticons together first, or at all, really. <laughs> But especially Why? first. Like, it has to know that those are the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I wonder... Uh, that okay, G- so there... G1 is dumb, folks. Maybe the, I love, maybe I love Transformers the movie, but G1, like the cartoon G1, is dumb. Maybe I'm overthinking it and I shouldn't be asking questions, and the answer to everything I'm about to ask is just, it's dumb. <laughs> Like, like it would make sense if if it wouldn't fuck up the timeline. It would make sense that they awaken Teletran One to repair and awaken, uh, bring out of stasis all of the Autobots, but they can't because they don't want to change the past. I understand that, but like mm. they've used Teletran's like security system. The AI itself isn't awake, but they're just making use of the system, maybe. Yeah, that's. Let's. I'm gonna go with that sure. because Black Arachnia was like eye beaming and manually controlling everything, but it didn't seem like there were automated systems in place. Oh, that's. I think I answered my own question remember when the turret came down black arachnia had to control it yeah okay so teletran one the ai of the arc is not awake yet okay yeah but she can still interact with it to control the arcs system manually yeah okay do you have any bullshit you want to <laughs> Uh, no. my own question. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. I'm. Uh... So Maximal's plan. They're gonna chill out for a couple million years. I and defend I, the Ark. I. 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 I guess. Sure. Well, they have to take out Megatron and the Predacons, then. Like, they have to take the Beast Wars seriously. Once and for all! <laughs> uh, um, I'm, I'm done my... my... my picking apart. I answered, and answered my own question. Uh, so here, should we... Go yeah, ahead. So, so here on Too Much Energon, we have a three-point rating scale where we rate episodes from uh, Not Enough Energon to... 
sufficient energon to too much energon. It's basically bad, good, great. Yeah. It's the simple way of putting it. Uh, Cal, what are you giving uh, optimal situation? Man, there's so much to like, but the conflict is resolved in such an unclimactic way. Like, they kick Megatron out by Optimus, Optimal Optimus, having stern words with him. But will stay out of my way. Well, fine then. I'll go play with my own toys. I'll ask my dad to buy me even more Transformers than you have. And I'll combine them with my G.I. Joes. Yes! (laughs) Uh, You know what? It's it's missing beats and it has a weird flow. I think it's getting a sufficient amount of Energon from me. Yeah, oh that that that's what I was gonna go with as well. It's uh You too? Yeah, it's a good episode. Um I feel like it uh resolves the, the conflict from the end of last season, which was a three parter. I feel like it, it resolves wraps, it in an it wraps it up too quickly. And yeah, in too uh... too neatly. Um I I did like the uh uh the the arc getting destroyed i think that was a very that's a very um oh the axelon or the, yeah not, not that, the arc the axelon i feel like that's a very yeah i feel like that like that was a very uh like chilling moment and that's that that's a real game changer for the plot of beast wars i think and like the story yeah. going forward um but yeah there's just the the, the episode's kind of missing something for me to make it truly great. Like it's fine. I enjoyed it. It's good. It's a good episode, but it's Optimus is is super cool. Yeah. I I'm actually not a, like as big. I mentioned earlier, I just I, like I, that he's big. I, I'm I'm not a fan of the, the optimal Optimus body. When the, the Fusors and the Transmetals came out and Megatron turned into an alien ship. His face was in it. Like all, sh- all rules went out the window for me, <laughs> and I don't give a fuck anymore. You know what? Have them combine. I don't fucking care. Have them turn into a, a fucking like <laughs> Power Rangers like mech. I, you know what? It let it go fucking wild with it. I don't care anymore. So I was just happy when <laughs> Transformers looked better sorry um optimal optimus looked better than transmetal optimus and that's that's all i want anymore yeah i do like the face that he he looks like uh like optimus primal again so yeah but like since the rules of the first uh season are out the window like why do they even have beast mode and optimal optimus had what four modes yeah robot beast beast mode tank tumbler mode and jet mode yeah sure why not there's a flight mode and there's a combat mode so can evil mode <laughs> i'm never gonna <laughs> let that one go <laughs> i mean he did some pretty can evil shit that episode yeah 
Yeah, so that's our unanimous rating yeah. for this one. Speaking of Knievel shit, uh, uh, best way to support the show is uh, if you're listening on <laughs> uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Or if you're listening somewhere else and there's some kind of rating system, uh, go ahead and do that thing. It's even uh, likes. Yeah, Like on YouTube, likes. the, the yep. more likes they get to view ratio, the more likely it's to pop up to f- for somebody that hasn't seen it. Yeah, and if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, yeah, like, leave a comment, subscribe to our channel. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version, uh, go to YouTube, Laser Comb Productions, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, leave a comment. If you got something to say, leave a comment. We might read it on air or send us an email too much energy on at outlook.com. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can do so at Lasercomb on Twitter. Cal, you also have a Twitter account too, I believe. I do. It is Neo underscore Cal. It is pretty straightforward and uninspired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also follow the show's Twitter account uh, uh, at Too Much Energon, which I only really just post links to episodes of the show on there so it's kind of redundant i might actually get rid of it but well if if that just kind of stays our transformer uh twitter yeah and laser comb is kind of like your personal i have noticed yeah a handful of people have actually discovered this show just because the too much energy on twitter account exists so i mean yeah it That's... doesn't need to post like frequently, but if that one stays on topic, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Instead of just like yeah, dank yeah. memes and pictures of the sunset or whatever we post, right? Um, Liking photos of you know like sexy Instagram models and whatnot. There's <laughs> a funny story behind that, uh, but I need a certain Sniddler's permission to go, go into detail about that maybe, i think it's hilarious <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe we'll get into that on one of the outtakes these days uh, maybe yeah speaking of outtakes if you want to hear those uh you heard an an ad earlier in this episode for our patreon that we just set up so uh if you you want to hear some of those sweet sweet outtakes that's that's the place to do it so patreon.com slash lasercomb uh, we will be back next week with episode 37 of Too Much Energon, where we're talking about the second episode of the third season of Beast Wars, Deep Metal. Sounds, sounds pretty like, sound, red. Sounds like my kind of episode right there. <laughs> Deep Metal. Um, that, metal has been, that has been uh, episode 36 of Too Much Energon. Uh, I have been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm your other host, NeoCal. And until next week, Beast Mode. Beast Mode. Or Tank Mode. Or Jet Mode. Flight Mode. Um, Evil Mode. Is there a Water Mode? Speedboat Mode? I can't wait for Optimal Optimus to turn into a speedboat. It's going to happen. It's going to turn into a boat. (laughs) <laughs> Motorboat mode. Bye bye. Beast Wars.